0: What up, what up? This is Geek Nerd Tech. Today, we got Captain Marvel news, Trump slams Google, and Game of Thrones is on its way. Let's get it. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live. Geek Nerd Tech. I'm upset. 50,000 no my head is disrespect. Welcome to Black Hollywood Live. This is Geek Nerd Tech, the show where we break down the best of Geek and nerd news with technology. I am Akili Shine, your host. Um, It has been a minute since we've done this show, but I am glad to be back in the building um, discussing some of the hottest stories that are out right now. Um, But yeah, let's just hop right in. It's a lot of great stuff happening in the world. Um, Exciting times, exciting times. The first thing is that uh, there's been a leak of the new iPhone. So they're calling it the iPhone 9. Um, and they're saying that this phone is not really that fresh. Um, there's a lot of things that if you compared it to the iPhone 10, um, that is just not Meeting like expectations. Like you would assume that every time Apple drops a new product, it's going to be some fresh, like groundbreaking, incredible, like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this type of technology. But really, it's almost like a downgrade. And so um, the person that leaked it, um, it's from his name is Ming Chi Kua. And he revealed that the iPhone 9 um, is much more affordable, but it's diminished, like I said, in terms of what you know is packed in, in terms of its technology. It has an inferior display and resolution when you compare it to other other phones, and especially the iPhone 10. It's saying that the, it has a very low native resolution of only 1792 by 828 pixels, and if you juxtapose that to any Android Android phone right now, Android phones is like 2880 times 1440 native re- resolution, so it's like almost. Like half of what you know Android is doing, um, he, the, the my man also cool he, st- he says that the battery life isn't that well either um, in terms of what it's able to, to if you juxtapose it to the iPhone 10, again, it's almost a thousand MAHs less um, than the iPhone 10. Um, it has an LCD panel, and a lot of people are really concerned about that because obviously when you have an LCD panel, you need more power. More battery to power that, and if the the battery is smaller or doesn't have enough, you know, energy, like, hey, yeah, you might have a cool looking phone, but it's gonna you have to recharge it all the time. No one wants that. Um, Reduced storage and RAM. um, It's only gonna be limited to three gigabytes of RAM and um, only 256 gigabytes of storage. While other uh, phones, if you juxtapose them again, have four gigabytes of RAM and up to 512 gigabytes of storage. Um, slower wifi, um, that the iPhone X has a four by four MIMO. Um, this one only has a two by two, which is terrible. Cause if you're in your house and like, there's like a, a black spot where the wifi, like maybe there's like a fireplace or something that's like blocking your wifi connection, like the two by two may not be able to pick it up. So it's like, okay, you're in your, your house, you have wifi, but your phone won't be able to be utilized with wifi. That sucks. Um, the rumor has it also that there will not be a dual camera, so all you lovers of the iPhone that has the telephoto lens this model may not even have that again, all this is rumors, but hey, like this is not really like fantastic news, especially if you know you 've waited like the you skipped the cycle from last year and you 're waiting to like re up like you're you 're expecting something hot and doesn 't look like we 're going to be getting that. The only thing that is fresh. Is the price point so? Last year, the iPhone 10 cost about a G. Um, this year, um, when they drop it, they're saying it's going to be about 700 bucks, which is obviously you know quite affordable, especially when you compare it to other phones. And um, Quo is confident that even though you know all these things that I just listed, um, that the iPhone is not equipped with that he is he is theorizing that this will account for seventy uh, percent of all new iPhone sales because of the price point it it you know the it the barrier of entry is much lower now because of that price point, so a lot of people will be re-upping and just getting the phone um and again that's the power of marketing and branding and hey, I want the new iPhone, even though if you like juxtaposed it and compare it in contrast to other phones, other technologies like this phone. Based on rumor is not holding up, but, you know, we'll cover the story again when it actually drops and we'll see kind of like what happens. But it's not looking good for all you iPhone and Apple lovers out there.
1: I think. Can I add to that? Yeah. I think the interesting thing is, is, yes, the 700 price is more affordable, so more people might buy it. And if you only look at the the general specs it has right now, right. it's still a usable phone. People can still make phone calls, emails, whatever necessary usage for a regular phone. But it's not one that you would use for like media, pictures, videos if you want to like start an actual like film career off of a phone. It's more for usability's sake. So right. I can understand people still buying it because it still has the basic needs of a phone. Right. But for like practi- practicality's sake and if you want to take good pictures, I guess you can still do that. But um, for, for usability, th- I can still think that people will buy this phone.
0: For sure. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And that that's kind of pretty much what they're going for. Like, hey, we, like I said, our brand presence, like what we mean to the culture. Like, yeah, we may not have the best technology, but we still mean so much to everyone. And we'll lower this price point just to get everyone to buy it again. And then the following year, we'll change the technology and have everyone buy the the new phone again. So, like, the same type of cycle we've seen. Um, but just very interesting. I wonder if Kuo is uh accurate in his uh reporting and if it's if this rumor is actually true or not. But like I said, we will soon find out in the upcoming months. Um, really disappointing story um about the uh Jacksonville shooting. Uh like when I read this story and I was, you know, watching the news, which is really heartbreaking. Like, man, like this world is so crazy. Like that you can't even go play video games um without feeling unsafe without feeling like, you know, your life might be taken. And for those of you that don't know what happened um, in Jacksonville, there was a EA event uh, where they were pretty pretty much putting on a gaming tournament. And one of the gamers, uh, you know, lost and was, was, I'm assuming had a mental illness um, and came back and shot up the place, killed three people, and left 10 people wounded and such a tragedy. Um, and it's just brought up a lot of conversation again about, um, you know, security and safety measures and, you know, what protocols we as a society need to take as it relates to, you know, gun control and gun laws. Um, but man, it's, again, it's just like heartbreaking. It's like, you just go to have a good time with your buddies and, you know, you, you're playing some games and man, you next, the next thing, you know, someone's shooting up the place. Like, that's insane to me. Um. But I think, you know, it speaks to a much larger um, problem as it relates to our society and our value system. Um, and, you know, some some people have been making the argument, of, well, hey, we need to beef up security at some of these events and, you know, have more of a police presence and, you know, make sure that we have metal detectors, metal detectors, even when we have, you know, a, a gaming tournament at a pizzeria. And I feel like, yeah, those things, you know. Are important, you know, those things. Sad, sad to say that we have to do those things, but I think we need to look at it more of, of a macro analysis. Like, what's going on with our culture? What's going on in our society where these things continually happen? You know, school shootings, you know, concert shootings, like people where people just gather to have a good time and, and some person, you know, or people come and, and destroy you know, the fabric of our humanity and it just shakes us up. And I think it desensitizes us, but I think we have to get to the root of it of how we can better regulate, you know, you know, people's right to, 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 to have firearms. Um, I don't know, Marissa, what you thought about this story, but like it kind of moved me because like I could see myself at an event like this, you know, with my buddies just having a good time. And, and then the like I said, the next moment, you know, my buddy's lying on the ground dead. Like that's crazy. Right. That we have to think of that in, in that context now.
1: It's it's really sad because this was a an innocent game and it wasn't even a violent game. It right. was a sporting event and usually people go that's not generally a violent, you know, thing to, it's not like a first person shooter game where you would um, you know, have those thoughts and violence out there for in actions that people are so accustomed to nowadays but this i think the more shocking thing is this guy this alleged who allegedly did the shooting he left and came back right so he's been there at the venue twice and he he got away with it crazy so and it's just scary like how many other people could leave and come back right and not be properly um you know go through security and whatnot and to bring more weapons into an arena into a venue and i think it's scary that he left and came back
0: exactly and and like yeah like the conversation i mean there's there's a lot of specific things that you know proactive things that you know promoters and organizers organizers of events can do but i mean like damn, like why, why do we have to be like even now forced to do that? So like you put on an event, you barely have the money to put up an event. It's a small event. Let's say it's a couple hundred people versus thousands of people. And like now you have to foot a bill of five to 10 grand for security because some deranged person might come shoot up the place because they lost in the game. It's like, man, so you have to start thinking about this in terms of how you put on events and like security is important. Whenever you corral a large amount of people, you want to make sure that people feel safe. But man, like, do we have to think about this for everything, every time we have a communal, you know, event, or every time people come together, we have to think about, okay, well, some somebody might shoot up the place, so we got to figure out, you know, hey, it, it, we got to figure out all these, you know, these, these different things to be able to protect people. It's like, it just changes the fabric of our culture. It changes our consciousness in a, in a, in a great way, because it's like, we can't just be free. We can't just enjoy life. Like, we have to be on guard and have to have all these, you know, security pressures, you know, just to be able to live life. But anyway.
1: absolutely. More hypervigilance and stuff. And it kind of just takes away the fun of why we invented sporting games or anything. It's for entertainment. And it's not entertainment when you think you might be killed at the end of the day.
0: Wow. Talk to him. That's for real. Well, I'm going to move on. Um, And definitely rest in peace. To, you know, all those people that lost their lives and families that were shattered. Like, I send many blessings and positivity to those those folk. Um, really sad. Um, Yahoo Mail is uh still scanning your emails for information and of course they're selling it and making money off of it to advertisers this is crazy to me that yahoo is still kind of like in the game getting it done but it actually doesn't really surprise me because a lot of people use yahoo at least in my experience they use i use a yahoo account For like their, you know, their kind of like their trash account when they sign up for certain things, I'll use the Yahoo account, and that's what I do. (laughs) Exactly, whoever spams you or sends me whatever, it can go straight to that account. I don't have to check it; it doesn't come on my phone. It just, it just exists. And so, but what Yahoo's doing is saying, okay, well, hey, a lot of people do do that. We're still going to scan the email and, and still collect as much information that we can from people that are sending out, you know. Whatever the, whatever the information is, we'll collect it and we'll sell it to an advertiser and figure out a way to make money off of it. And I think that's, I mean, especially in, in this landscape where Yahoo used to be a dominant player but now no longer is, like they're still figuring out a way to stay relevant and stay alive. Uh, I think that's pretty inventive. Um, but they're saying that they have um, still... 200 million accounts that they have provided data or they have siphoned data out of, um, which I think is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and they're able to even get more uh, specific in terms of like the demographics and like if you juxtapose it to, you know, Gmail or other, uh, other uh, uh, email hosting platforms, like they, they still are, you know, able to target people that are over 65, um, it's like 29 percent of people that use Yahoo are over 65. 19 um, percent of those between the ages of 18 and 29 still use it. Um, uh, so I think it's just interesting that they are able to, like I said, uh, create you know a, 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 a revenue. Uh, stream off of you know selling this information a lot of other email platforms like Google like Gmail have stopped doing this, especially in, in where we are right now in terms of you know people hacking things and just our you know distrust of kind of like you know platforms and and what people people have done to them and so the fact that Yahoo is still kind of tinkering with this old uh, school model of 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 monetizing their platform by selling off your information I think is just really interesting. But, hey, Yahoo has to do what they got to do to stay relevant, to stay alive, to compete. Um, And for those of you that have the dummy account and use the Yahoo dummy account, it really doesn't matter because you're not using it anyway. You don't check it. You're not putting any information in there. So, hey, if Yahoo wants to to scan your email and try to find it, they're not going to find very much. But, hey, it's all good. Um, Instagram. Hey, one of my favorite platforms, actually, is Combating misinformation and trolling. They have a few new features that they've dropped, and yes, obviously the parent company is Facebook, and we all know kind of like, you know, what's been happening to Facebook in the last year or two, the, the, the hacking of the election, and just the misuse of the platform, um, but Instagram is saying, hey, you no, know, we want to still you know, in the zeitgeist, uh, offer ourselves to be responsible and clean, um, and we want to be more transparent in how people use the platform. So um, if you, you know, follow someone or if someone follows you, you want to make sure that, that that is a credible account. You want to make sure that, that person is credible. So there are different transparency things to legitimize whether or not an account um, is real. And so especially when you're talking about uh, an account that has the potential to reach large audiences and has a, a, a wealth of information that it spews out, you want to make sure that that account is Trustworthy, and the reason why this is, this is important is because on Facebook there was like this huge, uh, like I guess, community page uh, for Black Lives Matter, and it was disseminating a lot of information that was completely false. And the person that was that created and operated and managed the page, and you know, provide you know, put up content for the page, was a middle age white male from Australia. And so <laughs> I think that's crazy that, okay, so you have this page that has all these concepts and content directed towards black lives matter. That is literally misinformation generated by, like I said, a middle-aged white male from Australia. So Instagram wants to prevent stuff like that. And so they've partnered with Google um, and other third parties Um Google has a, a a plugin called the Google Authenticator, and so it's a way for you to securely log on to to Instagram. And then again, like I said, it offers a transparency, so you know that hey, this is a, a credible source. This 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 person's account is real. It's not a fake fake account. And yeah, it just makes the it makes the 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 interaction on the platform clean and I think that's really important. I think it's a good thing. And like I said Instagram is one of my favorite platforms. So you you want to keep it transparent. You want to keep it clean. We don't want to feel like hey, we're being, you know, duped and and all that good stuff. So Donald Trump, I don't know if you if you caught this story. But he, Mercy, he uh, said that Google search is rigged. He's done this many times before with Twitter, saying that you know a lot of the social media platforms are uh, biased and they are anti-conservative, and they their algorithms, you know, you know, put you know conservative stories way down on the on the chain of visibility, and and they promote you know the things they want to promote, and he and he he went on Twitter. And said, Google search results for Trump news shows only the viewing reporting of fake news media. In other words, they have it rigged for me and others so that almost all stories and news is bad. Fake CNN is prominent. Republican, conservative, and fair media is shut out. Illegal. Like, I feel this is a bunch of bullshit. Um, and it's just another way to create this... this. Uh, this environment of of distrust amongst people um, by saying because hey no one's no one's saying good things about me like hey you must be corrupt you must be biased like what you're doing the whole search engine that has changed the world it is needs to be you know changed it needs to be you know resolved so that there's fairness I don't believe that I mean I know that Google has an algorithm that they use to pretty much search the internet and figure out what stories are of relevance, what stories are of of most value. And they then, you know, prioritize those stories and bring them to the top of the search. And so they have these things called spiders that kind of like do this, do this, uh, this trickle down effect on the internet that just like siphons out all, all the areas of importance and then brings it to our attention. And so Google has, made the argument that, hey, we can't tell people what our algorithm is or people will copy it. You know, people will begin to do do what makes us Google. So we've kept it proprietary, but we're not biased. We're not doing it, you know, intentionally, hey, making these stories or this story, you know, more priority than other stories. It's just, hey, it's just in terms of the cultural landscape of what's happening, these are the most important stories based on, um uh based on usage and based on I guess interaction of, of so like there's an article like Google's going to put that article to the top of search if a lot of people read their article search for the article um, shared the article there's comments like so wh- wherever the area of of interactivity is that's where Google is going to use the algorithm and bring that to the top if no one cares about what's going on of course it's going to be at the bottom Trump but anyway I don't know what you think about this Marissa
1: I think it's interesting because when you do Google Trump it's generally only like the bad news that or what what crazy thing is he up to today. Right. And granted, yeah, no one knows the algorithms and the spiders should do their job. But also, I mean, a lot of the, the top stories are from general organizations of critics you know like media critics and what are critics jobs to to say the bad things first? (laughs) so when you google trump and you get abc news and usa today and like cnn right fake fox whatever what trump always calls it like you're going to get the media critics first who generally have the bad stories first so it kind of makes sense in the prioritizing of what you actually read first in google right it's it's not like the the bad situations that Trump does, it's it's the people who make it look bad.
0: No, I feel you one hundred percent. Yep, I feel that one hundred percent. I think it's just super interesting, you know how how you know Trump goes against these 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 media outlets, and it's anyone who's against him, their system must be broken or corrupt or wrong. Anyone that's against me, you're wrong. Like it's just it's just it's just an interesting tact of of I guess of. of Warfare, in in a way, it's it's just a strategy that I've I've really never seen used before in such volume. But anyway, um, this is an interesting story that landed on my desk. Um, There's this company um, called Kitty Hawk, and it's funded by actually Larry Page from Google. Um, And the company is a self-driving car um, pioneer. What makes this company dope is that It is actually a flying self-driving car. And so they have teased um, a prototype last year, and it's starting to pick up more momentum. The the prototype is called the Flyer, um, and it's pretty much a 250-pound vehicle that is like a cross between like a drone and kind of like a pontoon plane. So it has like these propellers that, that twirl around. And it looks cool. It looks super cool. Um, you're able to control it with kind of like an like an Atari joystick. Um and yeah, it it, like so far they've let you know uh kind of like influencers and you know other people, other potential business collaborators test it out. And so it goes about six miles per hour. It's not very fast. Um, but they, they, obviously they're controlling the speed because they want to, you know, control the safety, but it, it's more so a prototype to maybe think about what, what transportation looks like in the future, especially with, you know, population increase, you know, a lot of people having, you know, still our, our dependency on fossil fuels and driving cars, but like, what about using our airspace as a way to, you know, uh, Promote, you know, a, a different form of transportation. So they 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 are positing that in the near future um, that we will be able to have a, a infrastructure of transportation where we can actually fly in the air and it'll be safe. So um, I think this company is interesting because they are trying to figure out a way to do it in, in a way that is um, uh, environmentally friendly, but also um, yeah, safe for 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 those that are you know, utilizing the technology and safe for those that might, might be on the ground. So I think it's kind of cool. Um,
1: I think it's cool. I think it's a step in the right direction. For Six sure. miles is still not fast. <laughs> not and at just all. just looking at the picture, it doesn't look like there's a lot of space. So it's right. not like you can fit an entire family into the exactly so-called vehicle yet like you would a normal car. Right. I, I do like the design of it. It's sleek. It looks a mix of a drone slash helicopter <laughs> and generally we know those work and can fit to like at least four to five people so right. I, i'm just wondering like how how much farther and how much longer is it going to take before our, it's actually
0: safe. Right, exactly. So far, they've only done about 1,500 flights, test flights. Um, and so they want to be able to, I guess, get it to a point where it goes about 100 miles per hour. Um, and then, obviously, they have to deal with all the different FAA regulations. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, as we begin to get more into a drone uh Uh, I guess, landscape where, you know, those become even more ubiquitous than they are now, but we start to use drones for other, other means. Um, I think that this type of technology will definitely be utilized, especially if it's safer and if it, if it, if it costs less, you know, and I, I mean, I mean, not just the cost of building the actual aircraft, but a cost in terms of our environment, a cost in terms of our safety, like, I'm just interested to see if this company will have the long legs to, like, really bring this technology um, to scale. So, hey, we'll soon find out. Really cool, really cool. Uh, Captain Marvel has been revealed and we've gotten a first look, and the person that will be playing Captain Marvel is Brie Larson. And so Marvel has yet to release any images or video of Brie as Captain Marvel, but they're saying that they're going to drop some stuff coming soon in the uh, in the upcoming months. Um and so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this in terms of you know this character and you know. Her being a, probably, probably the most powerful Avenger thus far. Um, they they said that she's going to appear next year in Avengers four, um, and I think that that is dropping uh, sometime in March twenty nineteen. But yeah, like this is this is a dope uh, introduction to a new character, um, and I, I'm really excited about about it. So we will definitely. Um, be covering the story as we get more information about it and Captain Marvel, um, the protector of the sky. Um, so yeah, like you guys be on the lookout for that um, as Marvel, you know, gives us geeks and nerds more information about it. Here's a real cool, stu- cool story about Xbox. Xbox is saying that, Hey, for those of you out there do that, do not have an Xbox. Look, you can get into one right now today. There's no upfront cost. All you have to do is enroll into a payment plan you know, sign up for 24 months, two years, and you know, you pay a monthly almost like a, it's, a, it's a subscription fee. You pay a monthly and hey, you own an Xbox. And so for Xbox One, um, which is, you know, the 4K compatible console, um, it's 35 bucks a month um, and no um, 0% on the interest, and you have that for, for 24 months. And then for the Xbox One S, it's only 22 bucks a month. And, again, no upfront cost, um, no no interest for 24 months. And so, like, just interesting concept to, to sell the console now. So you have these payment plans for gaming machines. And, I mean, it's like you want to scale it. You want everybody using the Xbox. So this is a, a great way to to get people, you know, to have it versus paying, you know, 400, 500 bucks, you know, all in. Like, hey, you just pay, you know, for two years for 22 or Thirty bucks a month, and I think that's a good deal. And then, and yes. then, and then you get all the games too. You get an all-access pass. So you're able to play a lot of games. Um, I think it's just an interesting business model. What do you think, Marissa?
1: It's it's smart. It's not an old model because that's called layaway. <laughs> 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 yes, that's right. But it works, especially for the millennial generation who's all in debt and won't get off their asses anyway. So <laughs> why not give them thirty-five? Dollars a month and to pay for this, Thank Because you. that's even cheaper than gym membership. Man, for real. Not that I'm condoning laziness, but <laughs> for those who rather you know play gaming, you know consoles for eight hours instead of going to the gym for one. Yeah, this is the perfect deal. for One hundred percent. So it's actually pretty smart. I'm surprised they haven't done this before.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's just interesting, like how, how these companies you know have to pivot and stay relevant in, in our ever changing world. And, and, especially, you know, with, you know, virtual reality and augmented reality and all different, you know, forms of entertainment now, um, like, Hey, okay. How do I, as a company, make sure that people are still buying the console, still buying games and still, you know, spending hours upon hours, you know, on, on the device. So, Hey, why don't we lower the entry point or make it easier for, for those to get in and, then we have them. We have we have a loyal customer now, so I think it's pretty interesting. So last story, and we're going to wrap it up. But uh, Game of Thrones final season is coming. Um, I mean, we're still a ways away, but we got a you know a first look tease of you know what is uh, approaching, and I think it looks crazy. Did you get a chance to see it, Marissa? The, I have not the tease. No. Oh yeah, it looks pretty dope. So um, obviously, you know this is the 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 last. Um, the last season and it's going to be a huge battle. Um, I mean, everything's going to come to play in, in this season. And so the tease just kind of like set, sets it up very simplistically. And I just would encourage all of you to go watch it. I don't want to say any more than that. But other than I thought it was really dope. I'm really excited about this. Um it's one of my favorite TV shows um, of all time. I think that it's going to be a sad day when it, when it's no longer, um, but yeah, I can't wait, you know, for 2019 to come, so that we can be in Game of Thrones mode and discuss it on the show. But yeah, that's all I have for y'all today. I appreciate you know you tuning in and listening. As always, Marissa, thank you. Um, of course. Um, and we will see you guys next week with all new um, topics. And you know, can't wait to to jump back in. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine. A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And much love. You guys have a safe rest of the week out there. Peace. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook tweet us or instagram us at bhl online and i am the official voice of black hollywood live Scipio, instagram at king XO bay thanks for tuning in the views expressed here are those of the whole and do not necessarily reflect the views of bhl or its owners or principals